0: Uh, trust you will be blessed so let's pray <clears throat> Lord we thank you for your son as savior of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray that he will be lifted up and exalted and that the message will guide my thoughts and words that they will bring glory to you thank you Lord In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I'm focusing this morning on uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and needy people. Don't switch it off yet. I need to read the passages shortly. I like you to think of power. When you think of power, what comes to your mind? Power. God. Okay. God comes. Think of something that you th- consider to be very powerful. It could be. A, it could be a event. It could be. It doesn't matter. There are no wrong answers. So, fireworks. fireworks right. The gospel. <laughs> Electricity. Electricity. If you doubt it. <laughs> Plug it on and see what happens. Touch it and then you see what happens. Extremely powerful. That's true. What else? Money. What? Money. Money. Yeah. Money brings power. You know. F- what? Greed. Greed. Earthquake. What? Earthquake. 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 Yeah. You see. What? Sin. Sin. Sin is also powerful. All right, so think of, now let's, uh, let's, let's narrow it down. Think of things that we can see that is powerful. Sun. The sun is, that is true. Lightning. Yeah, uh, recently one of my friends went to do some, so, uh, some risk assessment and apparently a tanker that carries oil, a ship structure tanker, was struck by lightning, and the lightning penetrated the tanker, lit it on fire, and it exploded. So they're trying to figure out what caused the problem, but, you know, just lightning striking a metal, lots of explosion. What else? Nature is powerful. All right, I'm thinking of nuclear bomb too, right? <laughs> There's a reason why we are thinking uh, that some Countries are more dangerous because of nuclear bombs. So I'm thinking of an MOB, mother of all Bomb, the one that was dropped recently, stuff like that. All of these are powerful. And tsunamis, earthquakes, all of those. Powers, they come in different forms. Now, today we will look at a powerful savior meeting a hopeless, needy man. So the Contact between the powerful Savior and a hopeless, needy man. I'd like us to read together. We start, we read three passages. They tell the same story, but each of them has some element of, um, you know, some addition that we might not get from the other one. So we need the full picture to discuss. So we start from Matthew chapter 8. The needy man. Is a leper. The powerful man is the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's read. Matthew chapter 8. When he came down from the mountain, that's Jesus coming down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Right, so now let's read Mark chapter 1. The same story, but a little little bit of difference. So, this adds something about the leper. It says, And a leper came to Jesus, beseeching him, and falling down on his knees. We didn't see that in, in the Matthew Gospel, but now he's falling down on his knees Before him and saying, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion. We didn't see that in the Mark Gospel, in the Matthew, but moved with compassion. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing. We heard that before. Be cleansed. Immediately, the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. And he sternly warned him and immediately sent him away. And he said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely, and to spread the news around to such an extent that Jesus could no longer publicly enter a city, but stayed out in unpopulated areas, and they were coming to him from everywhere. All right, let's read Look, The same story, but just at a different dimension. While he was in the cities, behold, there was a man covered with leprosy. Now, we didn't see that in the previous one, covered with leprosy. The other translations would say, full of leprosy. Okay. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And he stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately, the leprosy left him. And he ordered him to tell no one but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing just as Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But the news about him was spreading even further and large crowds were gathering to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus himself was often, would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. All right, Matt, Matt, keep the Matthew 1 active because we will get back to it so we see the Lord Jesus Christ encountering a leper the man was full of leprosy and Jesus demonstrated power he cleansed the man he showed his power there now the question we like to ask is why did Jesus do miracles or demonstrate his power. Why? I'd like to suggest to you that there are various reasons. When he did miracles, it kind of made him, in some sense, popular. Well known. Outstanding. That's probably one of the reasons why the leper came to him. He must have heard That this is a man that can do miracles. So it made him popular. I'd like to suggest to you that another reason why he did miracles is to proclaim that he is the Christ, the Son of God. And um, I believe you have another passage there, uh, Matthew chapter 11. So let's read that one. In this passage, John the Baptist was in prison. Herod had put him in prison and was going to kill him. So let's read. Then you see what happens. When Jesus had finished giving instructions to his 12 disciples, he departed from there to teach and pray in the cities. Now when John, while in prison, heard of the works of Christ, the Messiah, he sent words by his disciple and said to him, Are you the expected one? Are you the Christ? Or shall we look for someone else? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and report to John what you hear and see. In other words, he was looking for the Christ. These are the things that he heard the blinds receive sight, and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who does not take offense at me. So he did miracles to proclaim that he is the Christ. That's why he did that. That's one of the reasons why he did miracles. Now, when we think of leprosy, it was a very serious disease in the Old Testament. It still is, but it was very serious. Now, let me throw out the question. What do you know about leprosy? There might be some people here that know something about it. Just, they sores, and so, and sores what's that? Contagious. Still is. <laughs> sores, high fevers, really sick. What else? Without limbs. Without limbs. Why? What? The nerves nerves deteriorate. In other words, it starts like a spot, spreads, continues, creates sores that we can see. Sometimes eyelashes will fall out. Sometimes eyeballs, the ears. The nerves deteriorate. You don't feel, so you can even brush yourself against something without feeling. You can put your hand in the fire without feeling anything. No pain. So, in general, lepers or leprosy is is a terrible disease, was and still is. To be a leper in Israel was to be the lowest of all people. segregated. Segregated, kept away. In fact, Leviticus chapter 13 and 14, two whole chapters in the scriptures, is devoted to how to treat lepers in terms of isolating them, segregating them. So I want you to think about this man. He was physically at the lowest end. There was nothing very attractive about him. And um, socially, lepers had to shave their hair. They had to wear clothes that were ragged, I was teasing, you know, at home. I said, "These days, I see people wearing all kinds of jeans or clothes that have holes, (laughs) you know, as fashion." In those days, you know, lepers wore these things because they couldn't get something else, so, (laughs) so they wear clothes that were hard. And they had to cover their mouth, and usually they stayed together or alone, isolated, and also. They didn't mix with others. And if, if they are coming, and then they see you from a distance, they have to scream out, unclean, unclean. So that it's almost like, so that you know they are coming, that is make way, run away. So they were expected to be at least six feet away from other people. And so this man was a leper. That's the point. And I want you to think about it. Think of him, let's say we don't know anything about him. He's called a leper. No name, no identity. In principle, a nobody. What happened if he was a family man prior to catching leprosy? What do you think? He had to leave his family. family, Now all by himself with no hope of reconciliation. He couldn't embrace his wife or children. He couldn't be in their company. He was isolated, away from home. So it's almost like the walking death. It's just essentially you know, marking time to die. Isolated from the people, a man with no country, no relationship, no family, no interactions. And so when Jesus had finished teaching on the mountain, the so-called Sermon on the Mount... The man must have heard about Jesus, and he heard him coming down, and Matthew says the multitudes were following him. A lot of people were following him. So I can imagine this man, I couldn't be there when he was teaching, but I know he's there. I have to do something. I have to catch his attention. So probably just seeing them coming down and then trying to make sure the timing is right. He can't get too close to people because it's not allowed. It's against the law. But he has to go in front of Jesus. So I'm thinking that as he saw him coming down, he probably said, it's time to take a chance. He probably ran down as fast as he he could. He fell down at his feet. Say, please, 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 something like that. I need help. And Jesus stopped and listened to him. So can you give me back my passage, Matthew chapter 8? Because I'd like you to see. When he came down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him, and behold, a leper came. It sounds like he just walked up to him. I don't think so, because he wasn't allowed to be close to people. I think he probably ran to him and fell at his feet. And while he showed up, I can see some people probably say, Whoa, 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 walking back. And then he fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. He worshiped Jesus and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. The Lord Jesus must have stopped in the middle of all the multitudes and paid attention to the man whom no one in the crowd cared about. He stopped and paid attention to the man. Let's read what he said. Then Jesus did something else. He put out his hand and did what? Touch him. You were not allowed to touch lepers. Everyone, when you see lepers, you move away. But he put out his hand and touched him. And he said, I am willing to be cleansed. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. A touch of healing, a touch of restoration, and a touch of care. So, the message is going to be really, really short because I'm going to give you points about the man and points about the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's begin with the man. He was a man full of leprosy and he came to Jesus. You know, he did something That most people in the crowd did not do. He fell at Jesus' feet and worshipped him. Just as a side note, that tells me something. That Jesus is God. Because only one person can be worshipped. Only God. The man fell on Jesus' feet and he worshipped him. Now, just think about it. I can see if it was me, I would probably say, why did God give me leprosy? Why me? And I'd probably be upset or angry or bitter with God. Worship will be the furthest thing from my mind. But the man fell at Jesus' feet in the midst of, of his circumstance, and he worshipped him. So let me suggest to you that your suffering, your pain, or your situation or circumstance should never be a barrier from worshipping God. I'm sure your situation or circumstance will not be in general as hopeless as this man's case, but it should never be a barrier from worshipping God. So we can learn something from this man. He worshipped God in the midst of his circumstance. Now, a short-term missionary went to Trinidad not long ago, and he went to a leper colony. And you know, people were sitting down, and then they were singing, having a good time of fellowship. But there was one person that didn't look uh, that was kind of backing. The, the missionary that was leading the song and service time. So the person was backing the missionary and the missionary couldn't understand why. The person came in late, was backing the missionary. So they kept singing and then the missionary asked for suggestion. Does anybody else have a song? The person that was backing the missionary, you can imagine, raised her hand and then she turned. And then she gave a song. She said, I'd like us to sing, Count Your Blessing. The missionary said, I looked at her. Her nose was gone. Her eyes was gone. There was nothing left. And she was giving the song, Count Your Blessings. He said, I couldn't, I kind could, I, I of broke out. I couldn't stand it. Because looking at her, I could see no blessings to count. But apparently she saw blessings to count. And so they sang the song. He said, after singing that song, each time the song comes up, I don't sing it the same way. So I don't know what the circumstances or situation, but you can always count your blessings. And I'd like us to do that right now. Let's sing together. Count your blessings. Standing as you are able. When upon life below you attend, many blessings, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has. Are you ever burdened with a load of? Does the cross seem heavy? You are called to bear count your many blessings every doubt will fly and you will be singing as the dates go by and your blessings name them your blessings see what God has done Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. When you look at others with your lands and think that Christ has promised you his wealth, untold, count your many blessings, money cannot by your reward in heaven or your. count your blessings name them one count your blessings see what God has done count your blessings name them one by one And it will surprise you what the Lord has. Do not be disheartened. God is over all. Count your many blessings. Angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey. Count your blessings, name them one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Thank you. You may be seated. Uh, So, the man came to Jesus with his need and he worshipped the Lord on his knees in the midst of his difficulty and trying circumstance. He did not reject the Lord. He did not curse the Lord. He worshipped the Lord. But then he said something else. Lord, if you are willing You can make me clean. Now let's begin with, you can make me clean. He was certain that the Lord could cleanse him. There was no doubt in his mind that the Lord Jesus was capable of cleaning him. He knew that. He said, you can make me clean. So no doubt in his mind about God's power. But notice the way he approached the Lord. He said, if you are willing. In other words, if it's within your purpose, you can do this. He didn't approach the Lord and say, you must. I know you can do it, so you must do it. He understood that the Lord can doesn't mean he always does or it's within his purpose. So he said, if you are willing, you can make me clean. You can. That means there was implicit trust in the Lord's ability to make him clean. But the willing side, he left it to the Lord. I think it's why sometimes if not always, to approach the Lord this way. So he approached the Lord, no doubt about God's power, but he wasn't certain about God's purpose. He knew the Lord had the power to make him clean, but he wasn't sure if that was the purpose. But the Lord Jesus was full of compassion. and then he responded to demand Spain so i suggest to you that sometimes just because the lord can doesn't mean he will and so it's good to approach the lord with humility and don't assume that because he hasn't done it means he can't So, this, we can learn something from this man. So, let's go back down to learning something from the Lord. The Lord Jesus stooped down, listened to the man, reached out his hand, and touched the man no one else will touch. He touched the man that no one else will touch and said, I am willing to be cleansed. Now, I want you to think about the fact that he touched the man. The man with leprosy. That was a touch of power. He reached out and touched him and that was a touch of restoration because it means they saw the spots. We read earlier in Luke, it says the man was full of leprosy. That, I assume that means that he was in advanced stage of leprosy. That means the cleansing wasn't just the spots. It's almost like healing completely. Restoration of the physical look. And think of what that meant to the man. It touched him. He said, I'm willing, be cleansed. And the man was fully restored. Now I want you the lesson I want you to learn or to get out of this is that there was a large crowd of people. The one that was in some measure, the most hopeless, the Lord reached out to the person as an individual, as a person. So the Lord cares for you as a person. No doubt, he came to save the whole world, but he came for you as a person. And he loves you as an individual in the midst of your struggles and pain, just as he treated this man I want you to think about this. Apostle Paul, while writing, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Matt, you have it. We read these words. Paul looked at the Lord Jesus Christ's death on the cross. He said, I, I, Paul, have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved. What? Who loved me and gave himself for me. I know you say for God so loved what? The world. And sometimes the world, would say, every other person. But Paul looked at it as a personal sacrifice. He loved me as a person. The Lord ministered to the man that was crippled as an individual, even though there was a large crowd. Nobody else could understand his pain, but the Lord did and ministered to him as a person. And the same applies to you and to me. He deals with us as individuals. And he ministers to us as individuals in our struggles and in our pain. So never think, oh, there are so many other important people, there are so many large crowds, so many other people in the world, so who, little me, the Lord wouldn't care. No, 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 no. You are precious to him just as you are. Others might not understand what you are going through, but the Lord zooms in on your circumstance, and he deals with you as an individual. This was a leper, the lowest of the low, neglected by all, but Jesus reached out and touched him. And there were so many other people there that were not ministered to. But he ministered to him as an individual. And it's the same is true. In a crowd like this, not so large, but at least large enough, You might think the message is for every other person. No, Jesus loves every other person. No, he wants to minister to you where you are as an individual according to your need. So personalize it in terms of God's love and in terms of God's care. He cares for you as a person. Jesus was giving a parable of a a man that owned how many ships? Hundred and only one got lost. What happened to the 99? He left them, and he went after the single one. In the modern day, they would say, well, you have 99 left. Why bother with that stubborn single sheep? But the Lord went after that single one, got it back, and was rejoicing. So what's the point? The Lord cares for you as an individual in your pain, and in your circumstance never lose sight of that and he can minister to you where you are at so we can learn something from the man we can also learn something from the lord no pain no difficulty no person is worthless before the lord he cares for us as individuals the man shows us that as individuals we should take our case to the Lord and make it known. And that the Lord will care for us as individuals. But then, I'm sure there's more to be learned from the story. The man was cleansed. He was restored. And the Lord said, don't say it, don't preach it, don't let anybody know. He couldn't contend it. His life was changed forever. He went about screaming, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean. See me. Because of the touch of the Lord, he proclaimed it. So, only two things I want you to get, or maybe you can get more, but at least these two, don't forget. Take your needs to the Lord as an individual. And the Lord cares for you. If it was only you that was a sinner in the world, I believe the Lord would have come. Paul said he loved me and gave himself for me. The same is true of you and is true of me. So he loves you as a person, not just as a group. And so we can take our cares and our needs to the Lord. And trust him to act because he can act on our needs. All right. I said I will keep it simple. And that's what I intend to do. Um, we need to sing because I'm going to close shop. Matt, my song is not in your list. So, (laughs) but you can add it. It says more than conquerors. And uh, there is portions there that have I, I, I in it. So add it and then we will sing. Now, if you don't know the Lord as your Savior, I implore you to have a relationship with the Lord. Make him your Savior, your Savior so that you can always approach him with boldness and with confidence. If you don't know how to do that, you can talk to us at the end of this meeting. We will point you to how you can make Jesus your Savior. Don't lose sight of the fact that he cares for you as an individual. All right, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to us. You came to seek and to save that which was lost. You ministered to this leper, who was an outcast, the lowest of the low, and you met his need. You are plenty capable to meet all needs. And so we pray that you help us to look to you so that we might feel the touch of your care. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Let's sing together, standing as you are able, more than conquer. When my hope and strength is gone, you are the one who calls me on. You are the life, you are the fire that's in my soul. Oh, your resurrection power burns like fire in my heart. When water rises, I lift my eyes up to your throne. We are more than conquerors through Christ. You have overcome this world, this life. We will not bow to sin or to shame we are victorious in your name you are the fire that cannot be tamed. you are the fire in my our god we'll sing again but we'll continue please if you can leave the i out and say i my make it personal I am more than conqueror through Christ. So while we, when we continue, just, if you remember, make it I, 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 I. This is one song that you can own. It's not selfish to own it. So take it away. Alright, let's go. I will sing into the night. Christ is risen and on her greater is he living in me than in the world no surrender no retreat i am free and i'm redeemed i will declare over this despair you are the hope I More than conquerors through Christ. You have overcome this world, this life. I will not bow to sin or to shame. I am glorious in your name. You are the fire that cannot be tamed you are the power in my veins alone my god my conqueror nothing is impossible everything is breakable with you i am victorious you are stronger than my heart, you are greater than the dark with you. I am victorious, nothing is impossible, everything is breakable with you. I am. Victoria, you are stronger than my heart, you are greater than the death with you. I am Victoria. I am more than conqueror through Christ. I have overcome this world, this life. I will not bow to sin or to shame. I am victorious in your name. You are the fire that cannot be tamed. You are the power in my day, my Lord, my God, my conqueror. Thank you for good singing. Thank you for coming. Have a blessed day.